Hi, and welcome to this audio edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. On this program, we discuss polygamy and Mormon fundamentalism from a biblical Christian perspective. We talk about the history of polygamy, its modern-day fruit, share stories from people who have escaped polygamy, and talk about current events relating to polygamy. You can learn more about the video edition of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. And now, here's Doris. Welcome to our show tonight, Polygamy, What Love Is This? I am your host, Doris Hansen, and we're glad that you have decided to share some time uh, of your evening with us. Before we get into the show and meet our special guest tonight, I do have uh, some announcements. First of all, on Saturday, um, July 25th from 6 until 8 p.m., AM820 Radio is hosting a dinner at the Castle in Layton, Utah. And the address is 930 West Antelope Drive in Layton. And the guest speaker is Christian author and speaker and radio uh, host Hank Hanegraaff. Hank Hanegraaff is the host of the Bible Answer Man, which is a daily program on AM 820 radio at 4 p.m. every day. And uh, for more information and tickets, you can go to upfc.org and you can find out uh, to get the tickets and also um, the more information about that dinner. And Hank Hanegraaff, you might, if you have any questions of the Bible, I would suggest that you tune in to four o'clock on AM 820 because he answers all kinds of Bible questions and if you have a question you can even call in and ask him and also he's going to be answering some questions at the dinner so I heartily recommend that you give it a try. Also I'd like to mention that I have been invited to speak at the Main Street Church in Brigham City on August 4th that's Sunday August 4th a couple of weeks from now and I'd love to meet old friends and make new ones the service begins at 10:45 a.m. and I'll be sharing some of my story of being raised in the polygamy group and what our ministry is doing to help others escape from polygamy. So I'd like to see you there. That's August 4th, Sunday morning at 1045 a.m. And the address is 48 North Main in Brigham City. Also, next week, our guests will be Lynn and Michael Wilder. They uh, give us another, will be giving us another awesome interview as we discuss how Mormonism, both the fundamentalists as well as the mainline church, practice the very cruel treatment of shunning people who dare to believe differently than they do. And it's obvious that this culture doesn't really believe in all of their articles of faith proven by their harsh treatment towards those who choose to worship differently. So tune in next week for our show with the Wilders. Also, I'd like to mention that James D. Harmston died of a heart attack on Thursday, June 27, 2013. Harmston was the self-proclaimed prophet of the true and living church of Jesus Christ of saints of the last days based in Manti. Harmston was 72 years old. Now, local Mormon leaders in Manti said that when Harmston first arrived in Manti, he was welcomed as a devout member who carried a temple recommend, proof that he was a member of good standing in the LDS Church. After he arrived, he started a Bible study group with fellow Mormons, but the local church authorities were not happy about independent free thinkers, and they asked him to stop his Bible study, and he didn't. So they excommunicated him. And so he turned around and founded the TLC Polygamy Group. Obviously, there's more details than this, but we're just giving the basic information. 
According to various news articles through the years, Jim Harmston was a polygamist. He swore he would turn LDS church leader Boyd K. Packer black. He said that one of his teenage wives was not a good lover, but said she's the most cuddling little thing you ever saw in all your life. That's class. Our Harmson's critics called him and his polygamous church wackiness and wickedness. He has been called a cold-natured, non-compassionate type man in the way he robs the poor. We have a photo here of his picture, of the picture of this, the uh, church building down in Manti, a red building, that's situated across from uh, the, the city hall. And there's Harmston in the middle with eight of his wives. And of course, they're, they're showing <laughs> who they are and they're not afraid of any law. So don't let anybody tell you that the law is up against them. Some members of his polygamy group took him to court several years ago, call, uh, charging that Harmston had duped them out of $250,000. Of course, Harmston denied that he inappropriately, inappropriately took any money from anyone. And they also charged that he, he failed to deliver Jesus Christ in the living flesh as he had promised. There were audio and videotapes being passed around where Harmston acknowledged taking a 16-year-old bride as a polygamous wife. A former member said he was making the tapes public to expose Harmston for what he is. We have a former member of his group with us tonight to discuss James T. Harmston. She has plenty to say about him, his lifestyle, his tactics, his private dealings with others, and his religious claims. She's been on our show before and has uh, been greatly appreciated by our viewers for her candor and in hitting the proverbial nail square on the head. I'd like to introduce and welcome as our guest tonight, former polygamist, former TLC member, now a biblical Christian who loves God and His Word above all else, Keziah Hancock. And thank you, Keziah. And thank you, ma'am. <laughs> and thank you for uh, saying that, you know, I'm not that stupid anymore. <laughs> well, I yeah, you know, that's, that's a sorry way to be addressed. Well, this person used to be a member of that. Oh, you know, just... Bleh. But... But you're not she now. She cleared it up. <laughs> but you're not she now. She said she's and that's, repented of all that. That's what counts is that you're not insanity. now. And that's why you're here now to talk about it. Because Amen. If, if we don't talk about it, guess what? Nobody knows what that's right. ugly stuff has been going on. And we and, thank you for your willingness to come and talk about it. And all it. you need for uh, oppression and tyranny to reign and gain speed is for good people to shut up and say nothing exactly, and do nothing. Exactly right. And, and we're not going to just... And we're not shutting up as we're not gonna you'll find out tonight. <laughs> but you know, we, we want to talk about Harmston and the TLC tonight, but there's two things that's happened this week mm -hmm. that uh, that our show needs to talk about. Yes. So we're going to discuss this first and then we're going to get into do Harmston. Um, and and for, our, for our viewers perhaps who may not know this or maybe you have heard about it a couple of days ago, uh, the news reported that Warren Jeffs, uh, who is now in a Texas prison, has allegedly ordered that all FLDS women and girls 12 years old and over are to become pregnant by three of the men in the FLDS community. 
Now, the Utah Attorney General's office asked yeah. that those who are dealing with the polygamous communities be extra vigilant in their efforts to prevent this child abuse. Everything is highly secretive, but forly, uh, former members say that if Warren Jeffs really did order this, it will happen, and the parents will turn their daughters over to these men. So now we get to test the law enforcement in both Arizona and Utah to discover if they will take action to protect these children in the polygamy group. And it wasn't very long ago before the, since Warren Jeff banned all sex between husbands and wives I know. and appointed 15 men to, See, to do he, that. He just likes to... Uh exercise some kind of authority like he's somebody special well he thinks he is someone special but you know what he's in prison hey but the people are stupid enough to believe him well they've so been brainwashed into believing him they don't they think that he's he speaks for god and so um these these girls of course it's an alleged it's so secret we really don't know but you know one thing i want to say Keziah. well two things i want to say about this and of course you can pipe in any time mm -hmm. I want to ask God for mercy on this state and on yes. the people in this state for tolerating this garbage. We, we've tolerated it now for years and years and years. And, and the early Mormons and the present-day polygamists labeled this celestial marriage, but it actually began with Joseph Smith having a role in the hay with Fanny Alger, 16-year-old Fanny Alger. Yeah. And, and, and they're still doing it. And the reason why the law enforcement, you know, and, and I love, uh, you know, the, the, the sheriffs and that, that, that are decent people. But when it comes right down to it, when they still believe that Joseph Smith garbage, they're hoping they can roll in the hay with a bunch of young girls when they get on the other side, too. So let's well, just face it. Well, that's part of the doctrine. And that's why they don't go after them. Well, the, <laughs> they want their role. We, we would like to hear from the law enforcement and find out in the attorney general's office and find out why they don't go after them. But I also want to say, and I'm sure that your heart is on this as well. Money, Kaziah, power, and sex. I can't say it there enough. There are That's people in the FLDS community who watch our show. And we need to speak to those people right now and tell them this. If you give your daughter to a man, a 12, 13, 14, 15, mm. 16 year old daughter to a man to get her pregnant, you are breaking the law. And men, if you're one of the three or any of the others and you're doing this, you are breaking the law. And, and uh, maybe you've not been taught that, but it's true. So we want to warn you, don't do this. It's, it's not the thing to do, no matter what Warren Jeff said. Not just the law of the land, this is the law of God. Ab absolutely the law you know? of God as well. And, and, uh, it's, it's a crime against humanity. These suckers that are doing this child molestation, quite frankly, I think that they ought not to be praised and honored and gloried and given any special permission like they got some special priesthood. And, and they should be put to death. That's what the Bible says. I'm sorry. You molest a little child, you offend one of my least of my little ones, it'd be better that a millstone hung about your neck and you drown in the depths of the sea or that you were never born. Now, by God, if you don't like that, then fight the God Almighty, the creator of the universe, because that's the, the way that he thinks. And this crap that's going on to, to uh, rape these little girls, ooh, yeah. I, I tell mm -hmm. you what, if I ever meet those suckers in a dark alley, they better look out. Well, that's Cause, why. Because I believe in the old-fashioned way of shoot, <laughs> shovel, and shut the mm up. 
And that's why you know, all these suckers need to be done away with. The, where, where's the good vigilantes when you need them? Well, yeah, that's where we hey, need some hey, good vigilantes. The, 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 the attorney general's office told us to be more vigilant. Fine. He, they're, they're putting, they're passing the buck. Oh, goody. <laughs> Cowboys. One, one more thing before we get to Rise Harmston. to the occasion. Okay. One more thing before we get to Harmston. I received a telephone call just yeah. recently, very, very recently, about the abuse of a young 14-year-old boy who was born and raised in the Kingston Polygamy Group, and his father has been beating him uh, very abusively um, uh, several times, and he continues to threaten him with, with severe physical abuse. This boy wanted to get away from his father. He wanted to get away from his abusive home. He, he, the mother is supporting this father. They're both polygamous, father and mother are polygamous. But this boy had the courage to reach out for help, and all of a sudden he's disappeared. He reached out for help, to, for somebody to come and help him away from this, and now the father has mm. whisked him away. He, he, he's, uh, the authorities need to get in on this, and I advise some people to call the authorities and file a, an APB, and that's what you need to do is get on this, like somebody said, like ugly on an ape, and find this boy, and then put him in a safe home, and don't yes. send him back to his abusive right. parents. Yeah. So this is what we're working with every day in polygamy groups, and they want to make it legal. Let's, well, let's talk about the Harmston Group, Kaziah. You know, the stuff that's <laughs> going to come up here about the Harmston Group, it is so far out and it's so ugly that I know what you're, you, the viewing audience, is going to look at it and say, what? You were ever nuts enough to believe in that? <laughs> but... I, in turn, will say to you, <clears throat> you out there that have ever believed in Joseph Smith, little myth story, the prayer in the grove and God Almighty and Jesus and the Holy Ghost and whoever all comes with him that never happened, if you've drank that, you're open for just any and every lie just as big to come along is what we're going to discuss here. That's what we're going to discuss. Now, in fact, many of the members of the Harmstead group is said to have been ex-Mormons who discovered and got disillusioned with the LDS church. They discovered that they weren't living the doctrines on that's Joseph right. Smith. And so they left the church and joined the polygamy group because that's what Joseph Smith originally intended. Right. So you were connected with the TLC. Um, when, and I'm when, so ashamed of that, when did you? You joined the group and what but, drew you to the group? Well, the, the love of my life husband that I had at the time, he wanted to go listen. A friend of his says, hey, I've heard that there was a prophet down in Manti. I want to go hear him. And he said to me, you want to come? And I said, no, I don't. <laughs> you should have stuck with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. But anyway, so years later, we, uh, but, but I was still stupid enough to believe the Joseph Smith story. So, uh, as long as I was believing that, man, you know. All, and then Harmston took it to another level. What he said, that's not the common Mormon doctrine, he said that a person had lived on the earth at, at many probations, as he would call it. And, you know, of course it's funny because all these guys that were supposed to be Jesus Christ's original apostles that was now his apostles, 
you know, why can't somebody say, oh, yeah, I had a revelation. I was a, I was a sheep herder. I, I uh, dug ditches for a living. <laughs> no, it's always. And now Harmson, personally, he claimed that he was uh, the resurrected Joseph Smith. He claimed he was uh, John, uh, uh, Mahan Rai Mori Ankermer. It's been a long time since I read that <laughs> in the book. But anyway, and... Uh, and uh, John the Baptist. He was the reincarnated Joseph Smith. Yeah. And he claimed he was the Holy Spirit too, didn't he, at one yes. point? Yes. And now, uh, and Moses, I'm, I'm just trying to remember a few, but those are certainly the ones he claimed to be. Now, he, he this guy that was the love of my life, Man, when he filled him up with all this crap that you you were uh, Moroni and and uh, and uh, Joseph of Arimathea, he told him that's who yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, so it all went to his how head. How can huh? a hat even fit over a head? <sighs> so you, so puffed up. The love of your life turned into a different he, person. He, Is he that did. What he, he turned into a different person and. And you didn't love him anymore? Well, I still loved him. Did you him, live polygamy with, with him? Yeah, you know, he told me that he, he wanted to take these wives because he had to have a quorum so he could get into heaven. And, a quorum uh, of wives to get to heaven? Is yeah, that? a quorum was supposed to be, let's see, a quorum was supposed to be seven, but there's a... You had to have seven wives to get to heaven? Yeah. That, <laughs> <laughs> but there there was like a little quorum of three and, and then a bigger quorum of seven. I, I, I don't know how all that differentiates. Differ I, I don't even care. <laughs> but it's a bunch of crap to me anyway. It's like figuring out one rattlesnake from another. I mean, who, who cares? It's all a bunch of crap. But, but, so but, your husband had seven wives? No, 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 no. He, he wanted to, though. <laughs> but when he, I remember, he came to me this one time and he wanted to marry this woman. And, and he says, I need you to pray about it. <laughs> and I told him that I, I'd prayed about it, and I, I didn't like the idea. <laughs> and so what he did is he basically just, uh, when I'd walk into a room, he wouldn't speak to me, wouldn't acknowledge me, certainly wouldn't sleep with me, wouldn't hug me, wouldn't kiss me, wouldn't, in other words, it was like I was not even there for two weeks. And finally I just said, you know what, I don't even care. Just do what are you, uh, by all means, I want you happy. If that's what makes you happy, I don't give a S. Okay. And so he did. He did. <laughs> so, so then, this is funny. Oh, my hell. Sorry. Did you bleep that? <laughs> Anyways, he says, he says, uh, he, he gets these two women. Uh, guys, this, this is a hoot. I mean, these two women, they hate each other, okay? I, I was trying to at least be decent with them, you know? But they, they were in a competition for his affections. So anyway, he, he gets, um, th this one liked the garden, and the other was a real good housekeeper. Imagine that. Guy having a woman for every occasion. One's a banker, one's a, you know, <laughs> babysitter, the other one's to have kids, the other one's a gardener and the housekeeper, whatever. But uh, so, in a man's perfect world in this <laughs> baloney. But, but here, here this one woman, 
she'd cleaned off this counter. The kitchen looked real nice. And, and this other woman comes in and pulled up all these radishes and beets and things and plunks them on the counter. <laughs> so woman A gets so disgusted at woman B that she just, you know, she takes a tantrum. And she goes to Doug. And she's telling him about all this. So Doug's realized that this discord is, he's got to deal with it. So it's like 9 o'clock at night, and he sat there. I, I went up to my room. It's like, this this safety zone. Yeah, safety zone. <laughs> anyway, he sits down, and he has this conversation with these women for hours. And finally, I come down the stairs just in time to hear him say, well, I don't know what to do with you girls. I just think you two women hate each other. <laughs> I burst laughing so hard as I made it back up the stairs. <laughs> but sister wives say they love each other. Yeah, well, these two didn't love each other. <laughs> we love each other, they said. <laughs> oh, well, you good. know, Har Harmston claimed that he was visited by four angels, and he said they were Enoch, and Noah, Noah Abraham, Abraham, and Moses. And, Moses. Yeah. and they took priesthood keys from the LDS church and gave them to Harmston. Yeah, that's what he claimed. Were you, were you in the group when that happened? Was yeah. There, yeah? Sorry. So that gave him a big priesthood boost? Is oh, it? yeah, yeah. And, and the people fell, they, they believed for this and fell for all of this? And oh, they, yes. Did and, anybody and ever say, now, no, something's okay. wrong here? Hey, this is what makes it work. You know, what he had that was so unique and that's what kept his little... Uh, rat hole working was was when you take an ordinary guy let's just say joe blow okay <laughs> and you tell him that he's one of christ's original apostles can you imagine the chicks that are going to gravitate to that can is, you imagine people wanting is, to commit services money power and sex to to joe blow now one of christ's apostles Oh, oh yeah, that works. So that's what the the draw was. Oh yes, absolutely. And okay. So he's talking reincarnation in yeah. a, in essence. Though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes, ma'am. Now, this. Okay. So then he has his his child molesting patriarch. No kidding. That this guy actually, and it's not funny because I hate child molesters. But this guy, the thing that I can't help but laugh. It's because people thought this was a holy man. <laughs> yeah, and he actually had uh, molested his own children. But he's the guy that Harmston colluded with to uh, give these patriarchal blessings that I call, you know, of course, they're, they're very phony patriarchal blessings. But so, so now with this deception that, People have bought it. Mm -hmm. He sold it. They bought it. Hook, mm -hmm. line, and sinker. Mm -hmm. Just like they, they bought the bill of goods. that He was a reincarnated Joseph Smith. Mm -hmm. All right. So then uh, he has this patriarch give this little 16-year-old girl who wasn't quite 16. It was just prior to her 16th birthday, a patriarchal blessing that says that all these <clears throat> individuals that uh, Jim said that he was, that this woman supposedly was his wife in every one of those probations. Oh my. I seen her get up in church and she said, well, I've been uh, his wife in all these other probations, so I better just as well get on with it. 
Oh my goodness. Yeah. And he's not she's not sixteen yet. She's not sixteen. But that's his coercion but that's, to bring her in. That's what he did so that he could bang her on the sixteenth birthday. And Boy. then and then this thing that he can put people in positions of power because it's illegal for him to do what he did. And if you remember him being on the news and he had this little Romero kid and uh, he said, well, she was the, he, he was the son of one of his other wives that, that he had managed to convince him to marry her, this 16-year-old, oh, legally, yes, 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 legally, so that he would be legally responsible for Jim's babies, uh -huh, okay, uh -huh. and that, uh, uh, and then, uh, so she was legally married to him, yeah, but well, was well, spiritually was, married to Harmston, was, Harmston was <laughs> doing the, Bedroom this, this sounds like what Joseph Smith did in those times that he married all those married women. I know women. it, I know it. It's, it's nuts. It's all about a sex party. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but <laughs> under the guidelines of religion. Yeah, God, yeah, God, God said so. Thus saith the Lord. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, I know. So, but with the patriarchal blessing set up, and then this kid, what he gets in return for having... Uh, Taking the responsibility to for taking care of uh, Jim's wife and babies mm -hmm. is uh, he's given a position as an apostle uh, to uh, like here again as as one of Christ's original apostles mm -hmm. and you know filled up with uh, ideas of grandeur and man this is you're doing the the uh, most excellent work of God and this is the gospel being restored in these last days and this is a yeah. significant part of it and you know made him feel like he's really special jeez folks hello did, did <laughs> being responsible for these kids for the rest of his life are you nuts yeah you know so, so and, and you didn't even get to father him <laughs> <laughs> I know but listen he did he did give the kid uh, another wife or two of his own Oh, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. That he could. So, so again, we have the commodity effect of yeah. what oh, yeah. women are in polygamy yeah, yeah, groups. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, did now didn't didn't Harmson give you a blessing where he said that you oh, were Jesus's uh, that's pearl this, wife? This is phony uh, patriarch. This the child molester. Cheese. He puts his hands on my head, and with this whole fantasy of uh, of uh, multiple lives, he said. You were alive when Christ was on the earth, and you were the woman that placed the alabaster oil on Christ's feet. Oh, my. Now, you know, you get all these lonely hearts that want to be somebody special, okay? And they would just just die for somebody to tell them that they so were somebody that great. So how did that, that make great. you feel when, when, well, when I, he told I you thought, that? Uh, okay, here's my honesty, yeah. how I felt. I thought, well, and, and oh, and then he came with a commandment. He said, now listen, this is, this is, I, thus saith the Lord, I, I command you, don't you ever deny this or you will be damned. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And he says, this is from God. This is very serious. And if you ever deny this, you will be turned over to the buffetings of Satan. You will be destroyed. And, and I thought to myself, 
<clears throat> well, for a fact, I, I do love Christ with all my heart. And I, I really do love and respect that woman. But guys, anybody knows me, you know I ain't wholly righteous. I... You probably weren't that woman, is what you're trying I to say. I <laughs> had my doubts because uh, it's just, you know, it just seemed to me that that was a little far-fetched, but I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings at the time. Did, did you know that, um, that Joseph Smith's father, Joseph Smith Jr., Sr., uh, would go around advertising that he would bless people if they would pay him three bucks? And so they would come and get blessings, and he made some. He made extra money by charging for the blessings that he gave people. Doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Let's talk about the law of consecration. What did yeah. Harmston do? Now, most polygamy groups have the law of consecration, or the new order, or yeah. the you know the the well, actually, it's religious yeah, and, communism. and you folks remember the uh, comet or whatever it was. It was coming real close to the Earth somewhere around 1992 six or seven or somewhere in there, mm -hmm. you know. And he said, he stood up, and this is his exact words, Christ is on his way. What would you give to meet him? And he said that to me direct. And I said, do not ask me that. I says, anything, everything, nothing is more important to me than meeting my Savior. Okay, hand it over. Well, then I come up with this in response. I said, now, if I was a potato farmer, I even wrote this down and made little copies <laughs> and sent it out. I says, look, if I was a tomato, potato farmer, now, now this is just common sense, guys, that uh, if I was amongst a bunch of hungry people and they all looked at me with covetousness because I'm the one with the spuds, okay? But I got to keep enough for me to eat to last until the next harvest, and for me to plant to have a nice crop. And then I can give away the excess. I would call that a decent consecration, rather than sell the excess, which is what the normal intelligent person would probably think of doing. They, they didn't like that idea. No, sir, it's like there's one set of rules for you and another set of rules for them, mm -hmm. kind of like our government, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And that's the way it is with the United Order with all, most of the polygamy groups. They, everything is to be consecrated to the group and it is supposed to be made holy that way. Yeah. And in the Kingston group, you really, you don't get anything. They, they'll give back to you yeah. by f screaming and fighting about giving that's anything back to you. That's what the whole thing you. was. You give the whole thing to them. Yeah, so anyway, uh, I did not, I did not want $250,000 to be handed over to Harmston. I had purchased a land in Indianola. I had $180,000 into that property, which represented every dime of my lifetime's earnings. Over the years that we were there, it appreciated in value mm -hmm. to where when it was sold, it sold for 410 minus the, what I had to do to make improvements mm -hmm. and beautify it and, you know, new carpet and a, a lot of flooring and, and things of that nature. So I did beautify it. And, and then we bought another home. But boy, oh, howdy, Doug was on that thing. Of, he, he was the big man, you know, he, he was going to consecrate so that uh, he could be somebody special. Jeez, he'd walk into a pizza shop 
What the flip has this got to do with consecration? And buy rounds of, of all the pizza and Cokes and whatever everybody in there wants. You know what? That's just being the big man in town. That's he the was double standard. Special, That's the you know? double standard. Uh, but when I would ask him for something that I absolutely needed, my, my dire wants and needs, no, no, I don't have that. Mm-hmm. Because he knew I was smart enough to go earn it. Yeah, that's, that's typical mm-hmm. of the United yeah. Order in polygamy groups. That's so true. So it's, it's well, we we're halfway through the show here, so we need to break and open up the telephone lines. Uh, if you would like to join in the conversation or, or, or ask Keziah a question, we'd love to have you do so. Our telephone number is 801-973-TV20, 801-973-8820. Did you have something I to say? I do first? have something to say. I want everybody to know that I do not believe that that I have that I was ever Christ's wife or that I that that illusion it has anything to do with truth I do not believe that it's a total lie yeah. and he's just a liar yeah okay and so I'm, I just want to clarify that. That, that should make everybody feel better, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, that she doesn't sure believe makes me that feel because these are false prophecies, no doubt. They are false prophecies. Anyway, yeah. we're going to break for our uh, for our ministry message while you call in <laughs> and ask your questions or make your comments. You are watching Polygamy: What Love Is This? Broadcasting live from Salt Lake City, Utah. This program is the broadcast outreach of A Shield and Refuge Ministry. Shield and Refuge is a point of first contact for Mormon fundamentalists who question the doctrines of the religion or who are actively seeking for an opportunity to escape the polygamist lifestyle. Examining the claims of fundamentalist doctrine against the backdrop of biblical truth is central to our efforts. We invite you to contact us. Call toll-free at 877 425-9993 425-9993 or email us at tv at aboutpolygamy.com. We want you to know that we have made available to you some outstanding resources free of charge. You will find them at our website www.whatloveisthis.tv There you will find the DVD Lifting the Veil of Polygamy which documents the real life stories told firsthand of those who were lifted out of the culture of polygamy through the power and love of Jesus Christ. Also, free of charge to you is the booklet, Is Polygamy Biblical? It explores plural marriage in the context of God's Word and answers questions like, Did God ever command polygamy? Is it part of God's plan? While you are at our website, make sure to take advantage of the archived episodes of this program, which can stream on demand directly to your computer. There are more than 100 shows to choose from. And if someone you know is unable to view this program via live broadcast, recommend that they visit this same website every Thursday at 8 p.m. Mountain Time to watch this show through live streaming video. Simply follow the links to the live streaming video page. If you are watching live tonight, we invite you to call us as we open our phone lines. The number is 801-973-TV20. That's 801-973-8820. Now, back to Polygamy, What Love Is This? with our host, Doris Hansen. Welcome back to our show. This is Polygamy, What Love Is This? And uh, we are here with Keziah Hancock. 
She is from Manti and she was once upon a time a member of James T. Harmston's polygamy group. Uh, we call, shorten it for TLC, which does not mean tender living, loving care. Um, and uh, James Harmston died of a heart attack uh, two or three weeks ago. So we thought that we would dedicate this show to his crazy beliefs. And Keziah is one good person that can tell us all about that. So we have the phone lines open if you want to call in. We'd love to hear from you, 801-973-TV20, uh, 801-973-8820. Uh, Keziah, what, did Harmston, Jim Harmston, by the way, some people say that we are doing a horrible thing by talking about the dead this way, but I guess that's too bad. He did some horrible things while he was here and that needs to be told the things that he yes. did. Did he believe and teach in the Adam-God doctrine that Brigham Young uh, first taught, talked about? Oh, absolutely. You know, the, the old uh, theory that uh, is, uh, men is God once was and as God is, men may become and you're all gonna have your own little worlds and all these wives and kids are all gonna belong to you. You know, no wonder there's such disrespect for women and, and abuse amongst the children. Mm -hmm. How how insane! Yeah. What blasphemy! Yeah, it is blasphemy. You know? That's that's for sure. And uh, um, what about what we call bleeding the beast? Now we just talked before the break. We talked about consecration, a lot of consecration. Mm -hmm. So so he would encourage people to give all that they had, property, money, everything that and wives that they had to him, and and then they would be left without anything. And then he would encourage them what the polygamy groups call bleeding the beast, go to the government and get all you can. Yeah. Did he do it? He, he absolutely stood up in meeting, and I'm sorry to admit I was in the audience, but, uh, but I heard him say, you go and get every single dime you can't from the federal government. Uh, medical, rent, uh, food stamps, uh, any kind of assistance, get every single dime you can, every single one of them. He says, the federal government owes it to us. When they murdered uh, Hiram and Joseph Smith, who he claimed he was Joseph Smith and that his son-in-law was uh, Hiram. Oh my How goodness. convenient that they both come together in this little town of Manti. How cozy. Well, Jeez. well, we've got a call coming in. We better take it okay. right here. Okay, we have Cameron calling uh, from Salt Lake City. Hello, Cameron. Hi, Doris. Hello, you're on the air. Hi, Doris. Can you hear me? Yes, you're on the air. We can hear you. Great. I just, uh, we both grew up in the same neck of the woods, Bountiful, and you mentioned on one of your shows the Bountiful Co-op. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. The Kingston uh, group. Anyway, mm -hmm. my question is, I used to be a Mormon for 21 years, and then I saw the light. My question is, with all this interbreeding and everything, how come these polygamists don't have a bunch of mongoloid kids and retarded kids running around and stuff like that? They do. They do. They do. Yeah, it's just not the, we don't get the news media up there to, to report on things like this, but it is going on, yes. They do. Oh. And, and, okay. and I want to tell you about one of uh, Jim's daughter had, had a, uh, uh, a little girl that had club feet. Now, you know, they could have possibly uh, taken her to a, a doctor and, and spent some money and got that fixed. But he says, oh, no. He says, we'll get the, we'll, we'll get the baptismal font uh, here done and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll uh, give her a blessing when we can baptize her and, and that'll all straighten out. You know, that little girl 
when she went in the water and when she came out, she looked at her feet and it was expecting to be healed. And, and, was, and so. you know what that sucker did? He laughed. He says, oh, look at that. She thought they would be healed. What a devastating thing What, what a girl. devil. What yeah. an absolute yeah. idiot yeah. To, to, to play with a little child's feelings like well, that. Well, they play with but the children you know, all the time. But, but, but the Kingstons, where they believe in so much uh, intermingling, oh, it, talk to Rowena Erickson if you want to know about all the, the cripples. Yeah, there, there's and, a... Oh. Yeah, there's there's a lot of that in, and they, there's a there's a lot of birth defects, a lot of them. Some, a lot of them that are born and just live a few minutes, or don't they don't live at all. It's oh, I see. it's very sad. Well, thanks for answering my question. Thanks for yeah. calling in. And they bury them in the backyard and pretend they never yeah. even happened. Well, and and we have a show coming up that's going to be talking about that too. That very thing from some um, interviews that we did from a couple of girls with the Kingston group. Uh, in the, our phone lines are open, 801-973-TV20. Give us a call. Maybe this is too uh, tough of a subject for you to call in and talk about. So you can just keep on listening. Or if you want something to say something or add to the conversation, please call. Um, what about the expectation that, that was normal in the Harmston group about direct spiritual experiences? They, they embrace that people that from the other side would come, angels that come beyond the veil. Yeah. And, and you know how the Bible talks about how you don't supposed to try to contact spirits from the dead and all that stuff? Well, his wife, wives, would actually participate in trying to channel uh, the, the uh, spirits, you know. So anyway, I went to supposedly uh, get a um, assistance in this matter because I didn't yeah. seem to be too good at it <laughs> and uh, God I feel like <laughs> such a dork for admitting I was ever that stupid but I repented and God's forgiven yeah, me God's so forgiven. we will carry on but anyway so I go there and one of his wives she she uh, tells me she's you know she's in she's into this uh, chanting thing business and she says she says, you know, your father is present in the room. Now, my father uh, passed away one week before I was born. So she's telling me, your father is uh, present in this room and that uh, he wants you to know that you are a lot like him. Hmm. Well, hello. <laughs> Anybody could have guessed that. Oh but anyway, goodness. so it's it's easy to do. But it's very easy again, to do that like if that. You, if you <laughs> study Joseph Smith's words instead of going and reading the good book, the Bible, you're just as dumb as a as a rock. Well, you and, and will be so, deceived. You will be deceived, and, and like you said, the Bible teaches that we are not to no, to conjure right. up the dead. We are not to work with the dead. We are not to be involved with necromancy. Is is the yeah. word for it, and it is off limits completely. And also in First John chapter four, it tells us to test the spirits. So if there is a spiritual experience, we are to test the spirits because not every spirit comes from God. And, yeah. and, and these spirits that are representative uh, that, that the devil would send, they're not going to come here and go, I'm from the devil to hurt you. They're going to come and, <laughs> right. and try and, and, and deceive you. Yeah. For come sure. as an angel of light, exactly. just like Joseph Smith and uh, <laughs> Gabriel came to, you know, Muhammad. Same, same blasted difference. 
Now, there's there's a difference between, the, he actually split, split his church up into two spiritual levels. One is the TLC church, and the other one was the Church of the Firstborn. Yeah. What, what was the that? The Church of the Firstborn was supposed to be those that had their calling and election made sure. You know, and, and uh, he'd tell these people, he says, now, only those that consecrate every single thing that they have, but they didn't, you know. In other words, give me all your money and you can buy your but way to heaven. But his favorites one, you know, they, they, he let people in there that didn't consecrate nothing, you know, just because they were his favorites and his family members and stuff didn't like that. did the Bible so say that God doesn't show favoritism? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> this ain't God. <laughs> you know, so anyway. He claimed it was God's kingdom. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, oh, yes, oh, yes. And, and he even went so far to blaspheme the name of God to ask people to pray to God through him as oh. the medium of the Holy Ghost. Oh, mercy. Yeah. That's how far this, this idiot wow. uh, went no to, one, to deceive uh, people into his, uh, uh, you know, deception. Mm -hmm. But um, so... So we've got a couple of calls. Shall we take them? Are you ready? Sure. Okay, line three, we have Allie calling from Salt Lake City. Hello, Allie. Hi, Doris. This is Allie. I just was calling in with, um, well, first of all, I have some family members that are in the order, or I guess the Kingston clan, and I just know how extremely difficult it is for them to leave the church, and I hear a lot of the times they have people working on the inside, mm -hmm. like the police department or lawyers that work for them, mm -hmm. and I just heard you mention that boy, that 14 or 15-year-old boy, yes. mm -hmm. and it just, like, scares me because <clears throat> like, I know he's getting abused, mm -hmm. um, you know, but, like, what can you do? Because like, if, if, if they found out... You well, know, I mean, I don't know if, if, if the police were after that or if they were trying to take care well, of that boy. Like, Allie, how could I, they? I, I, don't, I don't understand how. Do you have any, like, ideas of how you can take care of that? I don't know. Like, it's just, I just know it's so hard. Allie, it is hard. I know. I'm, I'm also from the Kingston group. If you've watched the show, you know that as well. And I talk to people from that group all the time. And it is so hard to get out of there, especially when you don't have any help from this, the authorities who are supposed to be helping their constituents. And, and as far as I know, the police have been notified now. But whether they'll do anything or not, I guess callers could call in and insist something is done. Maybe call the media or get a hold of something where some pressure is put on them to bring this 14-year-old boy out to where, wherever he is. Otherwise, he, he might be missing for decades. We just don't know. But, Allie, yeah. you're right. Get some people on it and get some people just to call. You know, just make some phone yeah. calls uh, to do something about it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate mm -hmm. what you're doing here, the show that you're doing. I feel like... People need to know, they and they do. need to know what's going around on around them in the mm -hmm. own, in the very city that they live in. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are very absent-minded about what is happening. They and I just appreciate everything you. that you're doing here. So. Thanks for calling, Thank Allie. You. Appreciate your call. And that's one thing I'd like to say right here. These polygamy groups, the TLC, the Kingston group, the, the groups that, that we are aware of is not the sister wives. It is not big love. It is nothing like that. The reality of sister wives is a fantasy. 
They, they're, they're, they're showing a fantasy, and they want to make this legal, or at the very least decriminalize mm -hmm. it. And so that will sick. be nothing but disaster as this 14-year-old boy. If, it, if polygamy was decriminalized or legalized, this 14-boy would have no recourse whatsoever. And he still doesn't, unless the police will get on it and do something. Okay, line one, Scott is calling from Bountiful. Hello, Scott. Hi. Um, I was wondering if you guys know what will become of the Harmson group or what's going on down there now that he's passed away. Good question. Do you know any? any? I, I have thought about this, and this is just my personal opinion. I've, I've considered all the members that, that I used to know, because I've been out of it for, you know, uh, what, 15 years? So, uh, I think 16 years now. But anyway, um, I've thought about everyone that was there at the time that I left, and I cannot think of any one of them that's as big a liar as Harmson, because, man, he worked at it. I mean, he, he not only had a vast imagination, but the guy was an e egotistical uh, maniac that, you know, he just loved to be the object of worship, and he knew that he was lying to the who, people, who but he'd was, just sell it. Was there somebody that next in line? Did they have a hierarchy? Yeah, for yeah, the, yeah. The, you know, and that would be his son-in-law. But, you know, he's basically a lame duck. I mean, he he no way has the imagination that Harmson did. So do you know uh, if there's any power struggle or anything going on? You, is there anything coming out of it that indicates who it might be? Oh, who knows? They they might linger on and you know in some dorky fashion of. Uh, what about his wives? Do they have a lot of power and money with him being gone? I mean, would they take all this consecrated money that he has and run off with it? I mean, is there that possibility? I guess anything's possible, but do you just don't know who's it's anybody's in, guess? Anybody I, I don't know. But personally, I don't see how it can continue. Certainly not to the speed that it has, and it's it's been weakened just went since we uh, had the 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 courage to sue him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the, boy, that really stirred up the bees' nest because we was literally suing their god. Yeah, you know. Well, we we've got uh, Ken calling from Manti. Maybe he can give us some insight on this. So we'll talk to him. Hello, Ken. Hi. Hi, you're on the air. Yeah, you had a you know you talk about why the this state refuses to. Uh, do anything about Warren Jeff doing these absurd things, it's in their doctrine. And most of them are LDS, and it's in DNC 132. And even though they will say, oh, what a horrible thing they're doing, they, they believe in that. Because just to give you an example, out of the Harmston group, all right, mm -hmm. they've hired 11 of Harmston's people, including the one that Keziah was talking about, hired them on as correctional officers at the Gunnison Prison. Oh, yeah. That means they had to be post-certified, so Post knew about it, the Attorney General shirtlift knew about it, the news media knew about it, everybody knew about it. Now, here you're hiring polygamists to guard Warren Jeff, and this Harmston did the exact same thing that Warren Jeff did. The girl went to testify and was willing to testify against him that she had a child with him when she was a minor, and mm -hmm. the attorney general, or I mean, yeah, the attorney general as well, and the county attorney here in Manti refused to prosecute. That's right. So mm -hmm. the only way to get anything is done is to send them down to Texas. <laughs> that, and I love Texas. Send them all done, down to Texas. Nothing's ever going to be done yeah. because that's their doctrine. They believe in it. Yeah. And the only reason that they left the Gunnison prison is because they had so much pressure and they were afraid that it was going to leak out and Romney was running for president 
But guess what? Harmston, lo and behold, had a revelation that everybody was to quit their job. Convenient. Oh, that's mm-hmm. right. They but did, and they're all well, gone. Maybe I need yeah. to come on your show and tell what's really going on, but you'll have to put a shock collar on me first. But well, anyway, well, Ken, you have an open invitation. You have an open invitation to come, and we'd love to have you here come and tell all this stuff sometime. Yeah, well, there's sure a lot of stuff that needs to be told. You know, everybody is mm-hmm. so outraged about what Warren Jeffs is doing. But nobody wants to do anything about it. Nobody wants to do anything about it. And that we have the same thing in every polygamy group. There's atrocious, horrible things going on. Nobody wants to talk about it. Yeah, and they strut around the streets here in Manti like they own it. Now you're going to have somebody take Armston's place, and he'll just carry on with the same stuff. Warren Jess is allowed to have these phone conversations that control these people. Why are they even letting him have phone conversations? That's it's right. They ought to cut him off with the back. pockets. Yep, yep. These people yeah. are in bondage. It's worse than slavery. They need to wake up. Everybody says, oh, how horrible it is, but it's their doctrine. Those are the people that are tolerating it. Well, that's They need to true. wake up and get on their knees and ask for forgiveness. That's right. Yeah, amen. That's right. Now, that's all right. right. That's good enough. Thanks, Ken. God bless all of you. <laughs> you Talk too. to you later. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And that's why I said earlier, may God have mercy on this state and on the population of this state yeah. for tolerating this garbage and this hurt that is taking place with the women and the children and also boys. This one from the Kingston groups, a 14-year-old boy, it happens all the time. Rape of the boys goes on too in these groups. Yes, it does. And we need God's mercy and we need some action with our uh, public officials. We need godly men uh, to sure. stand up and, and say enough. And, you know, and, and take the heat, you know. Uh, let let people get all mad and disgusted because because he's got some cojones to say what needs to be said and to stand up against those that are uh, advocating wickedness is okay. You know we need some real men. Well, you know, because I apply. We, we, <laughs> we only have a, a minute or so left to talk. What, in your opinion, draws women? What attracts them and then traps them to polygamy? Women. Well, now well, you've only got a couple okay, of minutes. Okay. <laughs> First of all, you'd have to love the guy, I would think, that's already married. I can understand that, you know. But, jeez, uh, I mean, I, I fall in love with lots of guys that are married. So, I mean, I, you know. But see, they've made it legal. I behave. They've made it legal to fall in love and marry a married man. I, I that's, know that. I know that. So, so but, honey... You ask me, I know. what is the attraction of the women to it? Now, I can understand that, but if they would read the Bible, they would realize he is gone, he is taken. You do anything with that man, you are offending God, and just stop it. The, the Bible's the only thing that is going to set these women free. That's true, the truth. The, the truth, truth will set them free. The truth, truth. is the only thing right. that's going to give them the strength to do the right thing. Yeah, yeah. How do we get the truth to them? That's raised on Warren we, Jeffs, or raised on on Kent, Jim Harmston, or raised on the Kingston garbage. They they they've got to get their head out from somebody's, <laughs> so that they, see. I didn't even swear. Don't you love her face? <laughs> and uh, did the Kingston group spy on each other? And, and they've got to read the Bible, folks. The Bible's. All we got. If we don't have Jesus, we don't have nothing. That's right. And, and, and we have got to have his word, what he said. It, that, that's the truth. This other is just a counterfeit. Okay. You know? 
We, we're at the two-minute mark, so we've got to shut her down now. Okay, thank you, sweetheart. <laughs> Thanks, Keziah, for coming. Thank you, you so betcha. much for coming. And, you know, uh, on our Facebook page uh, several days ago, we were accused of having a demonizing, bigoted, stereotypical, outdated, and wrong attitude towards polygamy. They claimed that polygamists find happiness living polygamy through the will of God. But the Bible says just the opposite. God authored monogamy. He didn't author polygamy. And there is no polygamy recorded in the Bible that was a positive experience. Pro-polygamists force their belief on the public, and then they demand that we shut up and if we don't, we're accused of demonizing polygamy. Aren't they doing exactly to us what they're accusing us of doing? If polygamists have been demonized, it's because they've done it to themselves. Their own behavior is their accuser. There are documented accounts of terror, abuse, hunger, poverty, threats, theft, intimidation, coercion, child brides, child rapes, all under the false claim that polygamy is God's will. You know, the main thing in this life is not marriage or polygamy. It is that we are sinners and need a Savior, and Jesus Christ is the Savior, and He's also the judge. It was Jesus who died on the cross in payment for our sins. But polygamists have made polygamy the Savior, rejecting Jesus Christ as the Savior. We stand on God's truths, and we will continue to stand on His truths. Just like Keziah said, the Bible has the truth. And you can call us bigots, and you can demonize us all day long, but that does not change who God is. And He is Lord, and the Lord is supreme sovereign, and He doesn't like polygamy, and we, nor you, get to change God's mind. Good night. This has been the audio podcast edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? This program is a production of A Shield and Refuge Ministry and Main Street Church of Brigham City. You can view current and past video episodes as well as download audio episodes of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance in leaving a polygamous situation, please contact us. We are here to help. All of our contact information can be found at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 877-425-9993. If you have any questions or comments about this or any of our other programs, we'd love to hear from you. Write us at email at whatloveisthis.tv. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again. Thank you.